to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burnt her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day, and it is day two! Only two more days till Christmas! <laughs> and we are, uh... Doing Our Recent Unpleasantness, which is by Stephen Graham Jones, and was in Christmas and Other Horrors. And the plot is there is always a house on the street that you fear walking by. And this one has a headless woman. Alright, what'd you think of this one? Yeah, I didn't like it very much. Oh, really? Yeah. I... Hi, Murphy. So I think it suffers from a couple of the things, the other ones that we haven't really loved is, which is it doesn't feel very holiday. It feels like it was a story that was written and then just timed to the solstice. Could be, yeah. Um, But I, at the same time, I do enjoy his writing, and I enjoy how he plays with things. Because he's the one who did, uh, oh, back to name, or... Is it still recording? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, he's the one who did the only good Indians. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I was. I, I was reminding looking. the listener. Oh, sorry. We're having a conversation. I'm sorry, but he's the one who did the only good Indians, which was kind of trippy, and kind of plays with weird concepts. And I feel like this did the same thing. I could hear his voice in it. It just didn't feel holidayish, I guess. Yeah, it. I don't know. It was weird. I did not grow. I mean, because you say everyone has that house that they're scared to walk by. I didn't grow up with that sort of you house. You also grew up. There were houses nearby. Within a half a mile. <laughs> there were houses directly across the street. Three of them. Yeah, none of them scared me. <laughs> you knew everyone in those houses. There was a weird house across the street. I didn't know them. You just called it weird. Well, it wasn't weird. It was actually a really beautiful house up on the hill. That's where all of the cats ran to that my family told me that they ran to when my dad actually got rid of them all. <laughs> Lots of cats believe that you had lots of cats. <laughs> Some things never change. Way more cats than that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and having all sorts of babies that they shouldn't have been having. Oh, Murph. But anyway, no, it just, I, yeah, I don't know. Again, it didn't meet other stories that we just recently read that were so much better. It just didn't hit. Yeah, I like I said, it, it if you had said, oh, well, not you, but, like, if someone had said, hey, you should just read this short story. It's a really good short story. I would have been like, yeah, that was kind of a weird short story, but I liked it. Like, it was solid. Now, if someone had been like, oh, you need to read this holiday short story and handed it to me, I would have been like, what holiday? Yeah. I, I mean, mean I know they, they, they did talk about it being the solstice. Solstice. But, yeah. But otherwise, I was like, what holiday? Um. However, completely mildly unrelated, um, it did 
so for work, I did a display for the end of December. And the display name is Flawed Families. And the idea being that it is all of these books where the primary plot is families that don't get along or have some issue or some secret and they're navigating it. Um, and I will be honest, this read like something that would go on that display. <laughs> yeah. Um, which does make me feel like it's mildly seasonal. Um, everyone at work has thought it's the greatest little display. They're like, there is a book on here for everyone. One patron was just like, this is amazing. He was like, at first I wasn't sure what it was. He's like, and then I was like looking at the movies and like Thor's on there, Coraline, some different books and stuff. And it was actually kind of funny because he looked at me. He's like, then there's the other person who did a really cool display upstairs a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, which one? He goes, the one that was anxiety, but T-E-A. <laughs> I said, I too. did that one too. And he's like, yes. <laughs> Amberly has found her special niche in the library world. She can put it together a display that people love. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of my displays have gotten lots and lots of comments. Because they're just broad enough. Alejandro and I were talking about this. Is that, like my displays are such a diverse topics or books that it's not too often that people don't stop and look at them. Um, and then sometimes they're a little funny or they're a little like neat, not niche, but like there's something about them that makes people pause. So like this one, people were looking at it going, what do all of these books have in common? And then you look at the title and it's like, Oh yeah, but not necessarily negative flawed, just like flawed. Yeah. yeah. Um, sadly, someone had already checked out the Family Stone, so I couldn't put it on there. <laughs> that's another one that I want to put on there. Um, and so that's what this one kind of made me think. I was like, yeah, this is a pretty flawed family. Because this poor guy thought that the child was his. And then by the end of it, he's realizing that maybe it isn't. He knew his wife had been, you know, unfaithful, unfaithful before. But he's so excited to have a child. He may have been caught unfaithful the first night that all of this came about. Yeah. Um, Which I thought from the minute he described her bra more than once. It's like, if you're describing the same bra, um, yeah, there aren't. We don't all wear the same bra. It, it, yeah. Bras are actually pretty distinctive. Yeah. Um, it's not typical to get two different women randomly wearing the same bra and it fit the same way yeah that's yeah. kind of the big one is, yeah. is while women may have the same style of bra how you fit that bra yep changes yep um and I, like i suspected it as well but i was like i'm not sure if that's what's or if he's a little bit paranoid if he's paranoid or if there is something supernatural going on well, clearly, because the other woman just took her head off and set it down on the, on yeah. the bench, and it watched him. Yeah. So, but it was it it made me then think of back to the only good Indians and the bison. Yeah. And so he does trippy really well. well. Well, okay, so he does trippy, but he so in this book in in mm -hmm. in horrors, right, or Christmas and other horrors. Yeah. At the end of every story, they kind of talk about yeah. their inspiration, and he says, "There's there." There's this one house I walk by with my dog nearly every day, and I always am thinking about it. And then he's, he, it, this would be in quotes, 
What if somebody in that place can take their head off? Who thinks that? Have you ever thought, what if people could take their head off? Yes. No. What? You didn't grow up with the green, you're not the green ribbon generation. Green ribbon generation? There is a kid's horror story called The Green Ribbon, where the little, this young girl has a ribbon tied around her and it's a green ribbon. And she tells people, you can't, you can't untie my ribbon don't untie my ribbon she gets married she tells her husband the only thing i ask that you never do is untie the ribbon around my neck and he for most of her life does not untie the ribbon until their old age and he finally gets tempted and he unties the ribbon and her head just rolls off okay so yes i have you know wondered can someone just take off their head have i what as a child, yes, I did think this. It's attached. It's attached. <laughs> so, yes, no, that was not weird to me that he... Okay. I, I was more like, yeah, no, fair. I wondered her weird things about people in their houses, too. <laughs> I, I absolutely don't. I figure everyone leaves a, you know, a perfectly normal life. And I don't mean that in that everyone's happy. I, I, you know, there are horrific households. And there are blissfully happy households, and there are people that are just right in the middle. Nobody takes their head off. Not a person. Well, and lives. <laughs> I don't think it would take a lot for a person to behead themselves. I didn't say they were the ones to take their heads off. I said nobody takes their heads off, and you said whatever you said and lives and lives yeah their heads off nobody takes their heads off meaning i was okay saying, then i just misunderstood you because i was just i thought you were just saying like there aren't people in houses taking heads off and i'm like well, no 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 i was saying taking their own head off okay you didn't, um, i didn't get that oh oh you got a treat i got a treat it's blended cocoa iced Kahlua in it. Mm -mm. Bailey's. Bailey's in it. I know this. Why are you telling me this? Oh, well, the listeners. Because <laughs> they want to know what it is. <laughs> no, but Connor does. <laughs> She's like, what you got? But yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed this one. He's an unusual writer. He's a very talented writer. He has a graphic novel that I am very excited to read called Earth Divers. Mm. Yeah. Do they go into the caves? No, it is. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because we're just completely off the rails on this episode. And you know what? It is two days before Christmas, so why not? Oh, let's see. What does it say? The year is 2112 and is the apocalypse exactly as expected. Rivers receding, oceans rising, civilizations crumbling. Humanity has given up hope except for a group of indigenous outcasts who have discovered a time travel portal in a cave in the desert and figure out where everything took a turn for the worse. America. Convinced that the only way to save the world is to rewrite its past, they send one of their own, a reluctant linguist named Tad, 
on a bloody one-way mission to 1942 to kill Christopher Columbus before he reaches the so-called New World. But there are steep costs to disrupting the timeline, and taking down an icon isn't an easy task for for an academic with no tactical training and only a wavering moral compass to guide him. As the horror of the task has ahead unfolds and Tad's commitment is tested, his actions could trigger a devastating new fate for his friends and the future. Join Stephen Graham Jones and artist David... Uh, I'm sorry, I, I cannot say that last name. It's like Guy and Bellis? Yeah, I was trying to find yeah. it because I'm looking at it right now, but I don't yeah. see... For Earth Divers number 1, the beginning of an unforgettable ongoing science fiction slasher spanning centuries of America's colonial past to explore the staggering forces of history and the individual choices we make to survive it. So. I just focused in on the um, the weird way you say science fiction. But what do you mean? You said it funny. I... I Science fiction, yeah, I've sci-fi. No, you 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 said like fic faction or something. I, it, it, it was just a, a pronunciation thing, and I only heard that. Um, this looks really interesting. Um, yeah. the artwork is is I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a. I don't read comics. I have the first volume checked out from my library on my phone, so I'm gonna mm. read it. Um, but yeah, this artwork is phenomenal. Yeah. And I like his stories. I like his take on things. And I love stories about alternate histories. Yeah. To where we play with how would things have been had mm -hmm. we um, changed things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, All right. he's an unusual writer, but he, he writes good stuff. Yeah. Um, He's talented. I, yeah. I will give him that. And, and I could see that in the stories. I could see his voice, his tone. Um, there was even a moment where he, and I can't, I didn't do research on it because I just finished it. Um, he talks about stepping back in your shadow. And oh, he was, he, he was playing with the shadow in that one, the shadows when, when, but yeah. He was, and, it, and I want to say that there's some folktale, folklore, or something about something like that with stepping on your own shadow. Um, probably. I mean, I get, always take it to Peter Pan. You could always take it to, there. there's a lot of folklore. Yeah. With, with shadows. It's just like when he, when he wrote that, I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's that. And then I had that moment where I was like, I think I know what he's referring to, but I don't, know the origin i just remember at different points people telling me oh you can never step on your shadow because this will happen and then spending you know the next five minutes trying to step on my shadow and of course as soon as you try to step on your shadow it goes away because yeah. you can't see your shadow under your foot um so that moment like just i loved that moment yes yeah, yeah i re I, re I distinctly remember that part i yeah. like um, I think where I really like lost it was when he was sticking his arm in the um, drainage because there is I I would say bye bye phone I'll miss you there is nothing on the fucking face of the planet that would make me stick my hand down a, a storm drain or a sewage and and it kind of was interdispersed yeah. there is a difference between a storm drain and a sewage yeah and and then 
he never he never acknowledges that the fur he felt was his, his dog, dog because somehow his dog ended up in there. But yeah, it, like it's that he was, was just having like, a mental break. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> no way, no way in fuck, no, no. Why would you do this? You, I, and, and immediately it, you know, you, why would you do this? You, you you're just gonna die. If I, I drop my if I drop my phone in a, in a storm drain, I would go buy me another goddamn phone. I knew you were not joking on that. Yeah, yeah. I was reading that and I was like, I'm not gonna like that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Fun fact: Kim also really hates sticking her hand in the garbage disposal. Oh, won't do it. Yeah, I won't do it either. Thanks to you, because like I just like I just envision the worst things happening. Well, we can take it back to its origins, and it's always supernatural because no, there is. That was before supernatural. No. Well, I mean, no, it. Yes, it was yes. before supernatural, but it got really bad once that episode of supernatural happened because. Yeah. He much, unplugged it and it still worked. Much to my father's disappointment. Yeah, because he always has to. <laughs> yeah, it's well, like he has to. Honey, there's something in the garbage disposal. Yeah, one day I walked up to him and I was like, I, there's something in the garbage disposal. And he's like, okay. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. And he's like, you think I want to? And I'm like, I Nobody don't. Nobody said you want, want to. to. I'm like, <laughs> I I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, you might as well be telling me there's a cockroach down there to the level of which I can't at the moment. Um, and he's like, I don't want to do it. And, you know, storming <laughs> off. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. Somebody has I to. Do. <laughs> Alrighty. Any other thoughts on this story? No. Alright. Then on that note, our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale. I need to scroll up. There we go. <laughs> A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify. Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story. Bye.